Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You You Are Are That. That. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. But we can take out the trash. Today on You Are That, we have a very special guest, special to me in particular because I had the joy of being on a mortified podcast show in Portland. Liar. And we are both fairly obsessed oh, yeah. with the mortified podcast and everything about it and the entire cast and staff and all the humans involved. But we have the delightful Dave Nadelberg with us today. Nadelberg, it means... Because you didn't know you were going to get a what do words mean thing. I like it. Um, it means natal, a uh, needle, uh, Berg Mountain. So it is a pointy mountain. David Pointy Mountain is Aww. what is what you I could like call that. me in some language. I don't know which. Hmm. One of them. Yeah. One of them. It's out there. Yeah. I mean, it, I, like I that. love learning pointy about mountain. the origin of words and phrases. I think it's very fun. You guys should listen to the Allusionist podcast if you like. Ooh. It's a a hilarious podcast about grammar, which is a weird thing to say, but it's true. That sounds perfect for us because we're both weird with with words that sound weird Mm -hmm. and accents really like tickle our ears strangely or Mm -hmm. we go above and beyond soft bullying. If someone's a jerk to us and our friends and we know they're like kind of that pompous smarty pants jerk. My favorite thing to do is openly use words incorrectly Oof. while boldly speaking about things I know nothing about oh just you because should. I know it boils their blood. And I'm like, this is really fun because on a psychological level, like I'm totally fucking with you. You're causing That's amazing. tingle. <laughs> you, you should be a politician. <laughs> right? Oh, no. Oh, that sounds exhausting. I hate twist. it. Twist. No, no more twists with that. Dave, thank you for joining us. Sure. And then we decided to add an actual twist. And instead of our normal format, we're going to play a really amazing game. Do you want to tell the peoples about your game that we're going to play? Sure. Do I need to tell them what Mortified is? Yes. You can tell oh, them no. all the things. I yes, want to tell. I want to oh, tell them. Okay, right. fine. <laughs> okay. So here's how Shannon pitched it to me. She was like, listen, remember when 
your new boyfriend found your Lion King diary and he read it aloud to you, your thoughts from eighth grade, and did voices with it and how entertaining yet totally brutally embarrassing it was. And I was like, yes. She goes, there's a podcast for that now. Yep. <laughs> there's a show where they go around and they do live readings of their diaries and it's all different things. There's all these different themes. So I deep dove because there was plenty of episodes. You guys have just a plethora of gold, just solid gold. It's so true. And it's that cringeworthy thing where you get that weird feeling where you're embarrassed for somebody else, but you like can't look away. It's like a car accident. And it's so beautifully done. And some of my favorite episodes include anything that has to do with summer camp, mm -hmm. school dances, crushes, body odor. It's everything we dealt with as children, all the awkward moments. You know, I'm talking to my mom about your podcast and I'm explaining to her, it's like, it's not just, you know, 80s babies. It's not just mm -mm. 90s middle school kids. It goes back. You guys have people from all generations and it's sassy. You get sassy older women talking about their crushes <laughs> and then explaining my favorite jargon ones. from like, they're like, oh, it was the 60s. So we said words like this and it's so silly and so fun and so normalizing. You realize oh, so sweet. how everyone feels this way, but just mm -hmm. some people have documented it better. <laughs> I like you called uh, my podcast, which is largely, you could nickname it um, the finger bang entry podcast. And I like <laughs> that you refer to the, the podcast that I think of as that as it's beautifully done. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh my God. It's beautifully done. Your show about body odor and finger bang and acting. Yeah. Yes. It's awesome. It, have you ever oh, wanted to just shut yourself in a locker while also flushing yourself down a toilet? Cool. Tune in. There's stories for you. Yeah. You have new best friends out in the world that have been through what you've been through. Ugh. People being mean to their parents. Oh, I love those ones. Me too. <laughs> There's so many times where I'm listening while I'm doing something around the house and I stop and I like air high five with that person <laughs> about their diary entry because I'm like, fuck yeah, I did that. God, that's awkward. Oh, I'm so glad that wasn't just me. Like It's so perfect. You should play a clip of you on stage at Mortified. It <laughs> happened in, fe it was February of 2020. Right. Yeah? Mm -hmm. yeah. To give people an idea, Shannon got me addicted to the podcast itself and then announced Hey, I'm going to be in a live show. So I got to like go out in the world when the world was still a thing. Right. Go to a theater. Packed theater. Oh, get to sit amongst all different ages of people while we all laughed out loud. And I got to hear my sister's version of her travels in modeling at a young age in a different country. July 5th. One of the American girls just got really frustrated because she's missing 4th of July. <laughs> We had to explain to a girl from Sweden what the hell 4th of July is. <laughs> and then we all talked shit about our countries for a little while. <laughs> and then we played a game where we assigned one-word descriptions to our country. Here they are. No. No. <laughs> America. Loud. <laughs> Sweden. Naive. England. Outgoing. Canada. Boring. <laughs> South Africa. Quiet. Spain. Hose. Oh. 
each girl described their own country. Except Spain, of course. (laughs) Those girls were out being hoes when we made the list. (laughs) July 6th. Modeling is crazy. I do not feel like I belong here. I'm getting work and the pay is fantastic, but like all the girls around me are so perfect. I feel really simple. I don't really have a thing. Like Deb has this kind of wild look. My roommate has like crazy red curly hair and freckles. The girls from Spain have that smoky slutty look. I just don't understand what my thing is. I feel really boring next to all these girls. July 8th. Okay, don't be mad. I got back together with Sean last night over the phone. Did he cheat on me before I left? Yes. Do I feel like I need a boy to talk to? Yes. Do I miss having a boyfriend? Yes. Is every guy I meet here gay? Yes. <laughs> July 9th. I am living in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Some creep broke into the model's apartments. Turns out he was breaking in and stealing underwear. One of the girls saw him because he broke in and thought she was gone, but she was just changing in the bathroom. She's the only one that's seen his face. On a lighter note, we're going out to the club. (laughs) And our male model friends are basically like our security guards now. (laughs) July 10th. I'm sitting in the car on the way back to the agency, and I'm playing my... Super Mario on my new green Game Boy. I'm totally buying more games because I can. I will say the producers of this show are wonderful. And I haven't done anything stage or theater based since high school, which I was not good at. I did monologues and things, which felt great because it was other people's work. But this is different because you're reading your own shit and you're turning red on stage in front of a huge audience. When I was in Japan, I journaled daily through all of my travels to all different countries. And it was like through the ages of 15 to 17. There's a a lot about a boyfriend back home that was cheating on me. We're horrible teenagers, but all the journal (laughs) entries were like so bipolar for teenage angst. The best part of that performance of that show, the ex-boyfriend from high school and the best friend that I called and wrote to profusely about said boyfriend that was cheating on me back home. In today's time, they are currently a couple. Whoa. They went to that show and watched me read about them. And it was hilarious. It was a really good full circle of closure. We hung out afterward and they were like, that was really good. And Sean's like, I was such an asshole. I'm like, you super were. You really were. But it's fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're good now. It's fine. We were just children, essentially, but we're mature adults now. And I imagine our Portland producers probably had you call them out that they are sitting in the audience right now. Oh, I volunteered it before they had a shot. I was like, in closing, I can follow up and say he's no longer a total piece of shit. He's actually here tonight and he's with Tiff. And everybody was like, what? It was the best <laughs> full circle of everything. It was really fun. I would do it again tomorrow. It was such a great time. I highly recommend it for anybody that loves a good teenage diary story. Yeah, it's fu- it's fun. Like we're actually right now editing our 200th episode. <sighs> When you look back at your journals and your diaries, like Bonnie was saying, when her boyfriend was reading hers out loud to her and she's <laughs> reflecting on what other people think about her journal entries, it's it's hilarious. You can look yeah. back and laugh at yourself. Or like I have journals that are, um, I think one is literally titled Art and Tears. And it's like collages and poems about heartache and like praying mantises eating my feelings. It's, it's a nightmare, actually. God, I was so hormonal. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. At least I had something to outlet all this bullshit. <laughs> Can I put either of you on the spot for a quick second? Yeah, oh, of yeah. Course. Always. Which, which is a leading spots. question because clearly sure. I just did. But um, <laughs> uh, you may not have your diary in front of you, but something that I have found is that if you ever wrote a song as a kid, Oof. Yeah. You generally can remember three words of it and kind of how it might have gone in your head. And I guarantee it's always fun to hear no matter what. And I feel, did either of you ever write a song? I mentioned this because you said the Praying Mantis poems. I'm like, oh, for (laughs) sure she wrote. She wrote shitty songs. Yeah. I wrote a song about a boyfriend. (laughs) I was mad because he was always taking smoke breaks. We worked together. Where'd you work? It was just some shitty diner. He would get out of doing all the work. And I wrote a song about him that basically the chorus was like, I wish you were on fire. (laughs) How did it go? I think it very much copied something Fiona Appley or Tori Amosy. And the chorus was just like, I'd rather you be on fire. It was like angsty, shouty. Oh, I can't remember the exact lyrics, but I remember that it was basically about, he always chose smoking over me. And how (laughs) trivial is that? Like, that was realistically why I was so mad. I'm like, why am I not important enough to you? You're choosing cigarettes, which are terrible for your body. Choosing smoking over me. And I think I smoked at the time, which is ironic as hell. (laughs) I never wrote music. I wrote poetry. Yeah. At one point, my friend and I thought we were Wiccan, so we wrote spells. We wrote mm. spells all the time. What were they named? Well, we had our own names. We were Scarlet and Hexus, but it was written in runes, so it looked very legitimate. And uh, the poems were kind of like Scarlet's Love Deal or um, Hexus Fortune. <laughs> I was Scarlet. It was very great, which is funny now because I have red hair and I'm identifying as a witch this month. So I might bring her back. I look back on those spells and they're, you know, we're children and we just thought this small town we're in is so boring. Let's mix it up and create and manifest our own love lives. Her fortune spell worked though, because then she got a job at the only grocery store in town. That sounds amazing. I think I was mostly really pathetic poetry and Bonnie was very, the witchy spells. I I was like sobbing and crying onto the paper of my diary. So later I can remember how sad I was. Yeah. Our dad is a musician. So I think it really (laughs) snubbed the whole like angsty sit around and write songs thing. I know both of our brothers 
played guitar yeah. and wrote jams all the time. And my brother had a band and they wrote music. So I think we just kind of looked at them writing music and our dad writing music all the time. And we're like, don't know. It's like we, we went the other direction with it because I felt like enough people had written enough songs for me to pull from emotionally that I didn't need to write very many of my own. Yeah. Like I did timestamp a lot of my journal entries at one point with the music that I was feeling at that oh, or I'm listening to this. This is how I'm feeling. And then I'd write stuff and I'd be like, I'm either fighting something or crying about it with those with those singers. <laughs> so like, you know, that right there is one of those things that we learn about like teenage journals. Um, that is one of the tropes, which is like, you know, June 1st, blah, blah, blah. And then they, at the end of the entry, it's it might be a quote from a song. Oh, yeah. Or Bri <laughs> Amos was created to sell diaries. 100%. <laughs> I actually was inspired during the pandemic to start a new journal for the first time in like 10 years or so. I haven't written any. I went a live journal hard. So I'm, oh, one, yeah. of the, I'm one of those digital She's girls. She's one of those girls for you. That, guys, yeah. Oh, my God. I detailed the breath of the boy I had a crush on, you know, the stitching in his denim jacket, the bead of sweat. Oh, I went, I went hard. I tagged my friends and they commented and they were like, oh, but did you see it's a story and a story. And then it, <laughs> it's a lot to, but after all the live journal crazy, I thought, you know, I'm a grown woman now. I'm poised. I've learned so much in my life. I'm going to start a pandemic journal that's going to be factual. It's going to be personal. And when I'm a little old grandma, I'm going to look back on that. I'm going to read it to my grandkids and go, the world was crazy in 2020. Let me tell you firsthand about it. That journal about five pages in turns into, I'm going to write a gratitude page later, but here's all the shit that's shitty. And it's just <laughs> eighth grade bond came back out and it's oh, just God. me like bad handwriting, like ugly doodles. I'm angry. Wow. And then the next day is like, all right, yesterday was a lot. Uh, hopefully today will be better. Longer letter later, you know, oh, like no. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll write something, you know, when it's good, I'm not writing in it when everything is bad and I'm crying in my closet. That's when that journal comes out. And this journal has gone from factual information about a pandemic, about the news, about the state of the world and how it's affecting our household to everyone's so lucky I didn't murder them. <laughs> Oh I hate the grocery store. This is all hard. I have no more tears to cry. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh I'm right back to 20 something dramatic Bonnie where she's just a shit show or and she's documenting you it. You just have one particular journaling style and that's just where you feel at home. It's a vent. It's got like a mountain, a pointy mountain on it. Oh, oh, oh very Natal Bergian of you. Uh, mine's just going to be this podcast, but. We you're did. interviewing we us. You're, you're I know you did a real it. sneaky bastard. I will tell you that. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry. No, Bad guess. no you're Bad. not. You said it and I could hear you smiling. That's so funny. <laughs> Cheshire cat over there. We've interviewed a couple different podcasters and the everyone does it back to sorry are we gonna play this game back to the so game mortified created oh a game blah 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 yes. happy now how dare you <laughs> so i can't believe i did that is the mortified podcast mortified show game it is amazing and it says the game that gives you points for sharing awkward awesome and unforgettable moments and that's what our podcast is all about i'm looking through all these cards it is a card game it's beautifully done and there's just so many subjects in here that it kind of made our brains go bananas and we're like yeah. yes we have so many ideas normally in a portion of our show we ask you childhood questions and we kind of try to get the deep dive on on your memories as a guest however we're all going to go around and we're going to play some of this game because 
it's a similar vibe, but with like twists in it that make me feel very excited. Yeah. There is a pledge portion of yes. your instructions yep. that ask important. to read the oath of awkwardness. And I would love it if you would go ahead and indulge <laughs> us and read us your oath. Pretty please. Oh, that was very sweet of you. Um, so yeah, at the beginning of the game, uh, we all pledge a, an oath of awkwardness. I'll have you just repeat after me the first few lines and then I'll keep going. Okay. I do solemnly swear that shit is about to get real. I do solemnly swear that shit is about to get real. <laughs> real awkward, <laughs> real surprising, real fun. Real awkward, real surprising, and real fun. By playing this game, I'm inviting you all on a time travel adventure. I vow to be mindful of the fact that everyone has different relationships to both childhood and memory. Some happy, some heavy. And for some this might stir up some unexpected stuff. All of which is to say time travel is a strange and powerful thing, but it's an incredible way to connect with awesome people in your life, which is why I'm totally geeked to be playing with you. Oh, we're geeked, we're geeked to be playing with you too. <laughs> this is so fun. Oh, um, it's so good. I love that. Did you like how we sound like surround sound? Oh, it was you? great. It was great. <laughs> I mean, basically the other awkwardness is like, we, we uh, don't be dicks. You know, it, yeah. like we found that like when you play this game, some people who are listening are like, "Oh my god, this sounds fun," but I don't remember anything. I'm I'm not, or, oh, or I didn't do anything yeah. outrageous. I'm not good enough, or 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 somebody had a really hard childhood and they're just like, "I don't want to go back there." And we just, and we're just trying and that's to fair, yeah. And so we're just trying to create space that it's not a competition. I mean, it is a competition. It's a game, but but it's not really a competition. It's this is this yeah. is a lowercase g game. This is mostly a conversation deck with right. slight game elements. I listened to the most recent episode of Mortified Podcast, and you guys played this with each other. Yes, what I really enjoyed was the levels of crazy really varied, and there was a couple times where. <laughs> Was it Hadley that had very little crazy rebellion? Hadley was... She's more mild with her youth. Later yeah. in life, she became more of a rebel, but yeah. Even when she was like, nah, I'm going to sit this one out. I don't have much to share. You guys were like, nah, cool. And then everybody else shared their stuff. It's It doesn't have it's to no be... pressure. Oh, come on. Tell yeah. us a thing. If you don't have it, you don't have it. And that's fine too. Yeah. And yeah. if you do have it and it's fucking heavier than everyone's shit and you're going right. to be the womp womp in the group, yeah. feel free to be like... I, I don't I don't want to deep dive into right. that because later I'm, it's all I'm going to be thinking. You guys I don't want to cry leave, right now, guys. And I'm going to lay in bed and be like, I haven't thought about that issue. You're just in shaking in a corner. That's yeah. not the aim of the game, guys. No. Oh. I, I do find like last night when we were playing with some friends and they, uh, you know, there was one person in the group. There's always one person in the group who's like, I just, I'm not going to remember stuff. And I actually listened to a round. Because yeah. mean, the minute you play one round and you hear somebody else mm -hmm. share a story from their childhood, it'll spark something in your it memory. It sparks something mm -hmm. in you where you, because your brain plays comparisons. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't have that, but I do have this. There's not a way to be bad at this game. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah at the, point, at the point is really just. Can you bond with people? Exactly. Um, and, and it helps. So I've had married couples and best friends and siblings play this and they learn things about each other that they've never heard before. Yes. And that's, but it's not like a trivia game where it's like, how well do you know this person? So like, I've never met you guys before, but we can play and we'll all be on equal footing. It's not, exactly. it's not like who knows Shannon the best. Yeah. So you can bring a new person into the, into the group. All right. Let's, I love let's this. play. That's okay. Fun. 
Um, who would you like to start? How do you like to begin this game? I'll be the dealer first. Okay. And that just means I'm going to take, there's two decks in this game. There's a deck of prompts that we call memory cards. In our hands, we're all going to have spark cards and we'll have like five spark cards. And those are just really to encourage us to come up with a, like, um, they might have words like kissing on it or summer camp or, and they're really helpful. I find because you start to be like, I don't have a story. And then you look at your cards, you go, Oh wait, actually I do have a story about television or kissing or like for this prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so you're going to have five of those blue spark cards in your hand. Shuffle around. On either end of these microphones, we have our own games to play, which is pretty great. So <laughs> this is good. Uh, as the dealer or we can, I can participate. I guess I'll participate. You must. Tell me a moment growing up when you could have inspired a plot point in Dumb and Dumber, Oof. Biggest Schmuck Wins. Oh. <laughs> I have so many. Well, actually, the first card on the top of mine is Injury or Broken Bone. And I Biggest Schmuck Moment, Bonnie was there for. I was showing off. A child was doing gymnastics in a park. And when I was younger, I had a few things where I really wanted to be good at everything. And I was not. And the child was do- was like six and I was like 12, but the kid was doing cartwheels on a balance beam that was no more than 28 inches off of the ground. It wasn't, it was like a timber. They did it with ease. Like the, I picture the dismount pure gymnastics and I was like, yeah, I can do that. Well, I totally Missed did it wrong. <laughs> my foot hit the ground and I sat down on my foot basically and rolled it and then proceeded to roll around on the ground like a doofus in pain. And Bonnie was like, nah, you're not that hurt. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was showing off like a buffoon, thought I knew everything and totally fucking blew it. That was so embarrassing. That was a good one. That was, I felt like a big asshole that day. Well, now I, my brain went right to an injury story. I'm going to skip that one because it's oh. stomach churning. Buffoon. Okay. I'm going to move on to uh, this card that says puberty because oh. it's got a big old section that says body hair. Oh. First time I nared. Oh. <laughs> that was your dumbest moment? That shit smells disgusting. And yeah. if I smell something similar to it to this day, it still makes me go red face. I put it all over my legs. So my mom had a theory for us gals, like, don't shave your legs until you have to. I wish I could go back in time and not try to be such an adult and want to be grown so much that I wanted to shave the soft peach colored baby fuzz from my legs. Instead, I did a workaround and had an old expired bottle of Nair, I'm pretty sure, because it smelled extra gross, coated my entire leg with it on both sides. And then started noticing like, oh, I have fuzzy arms. So I put some on my arms. I think I was probably late sixth grade, maybe summer between sixth and seventh. So, you know, it wasn't very hairy then, but I wanted to be grown and silky smooth and have that sun and hair and the The nared legs. All the the commercials are getting to you. And we were like on swim team and stuff. So I was very aware of other people's bodies versus my bodies. And the worst part about that whole situation was not only did I nair my legs and my arms, I left it on too long, which gave me a rash on my legs and my arms. I played with my neck a little bit and got some nair on my neck, which got my hair wound in it. So I nared part of my hair off and then gave myself chunky layers to disguise that. And then 
I touched my eyeballs. So that's when I did full on shower because I was burning alive trying to be this beautiful, smooth seal body. And And you smelled like bleach on fire. Yes. That's (laughs) horrifying. That lotion is not a friend. Oh my God. They came out with spray later and I was like, you're just asking me to just aerosol my face, get it in my nose. Gross, Bon. I'm sorry for you. (sighs) Dave, what about you? What's yours? (laughs) Well, I wanted to use Nair on my face. I really did. I didn't, but I wanted to badly... I was so embarrassed of of sort of uh, having like lip hair that like I just wanted to, uh, (laughs) I was like, couldn't we just like put Nair on my face? And so I'm glad I didn't. Oh, yeah. You would have had like a a red rash mustache. Yeah. That's a band name. (laughs) The cards that I have in front of me, the spark cards, None of them are actually sparking a dumb memory, but I'm going to go off the cards and just sort of pick a different one, which is and something I haven't thought of in years. I thought it would be a good idea with my friends. We we decided, I think we were like age 12, and we broke in to the elementary school we used to attend in, in the summer. It's like no one's there but the janitor. <laughs> and we were like, this would be awesome. We can We could break in. We decided to pee. In the paint easels, in like the buckets and the paint easels, because that would be awesome, right? <laughs> and so to me, that that is as dumb and dumber as it gets, where it's just like, that is not awesome. You know you can pee. You could use a bathroom. Who are you trying to injure? You, I gain nothing from that other than like, sweet! Oh, my so, God. And then like, you know. Sometimes I wish I could just go pee on pee and everything. Yeah. Just imagine three weeks later when the oh. teachers came back and they might have, I don't Hot know. Uranus. Did they touch it? Did they, I don't know. Did Were the, the cups removable? No. Were they like attached to the easel? Oh, good question. Uh, they were attached. They were on the easel. The they were like the tray oh, ones for like man. your brushes and not your <laughs> That's not more than trespass. That's breaking and entering. It's vandalism. And, and vandalism. <laughs> like <laughs> It's public urination. Did you, guys, yeah. <laughs> did you guys tell anybody that you did that? Um, or did you tell everybody you did that because boys do that? I think we did tell people because we were like, this is awesome. I mean, it was a big thing. Like just right. peeing on stuff in general was a big thing. I I know at that same elementary school about a you know a couple of years earlier, we had a peeing contest in school. Like, can you pee from three feet away from the urinal? Can you pee from five feet away? God, from that the janitor, that poor, that poor janitor. janitor. <laughs> yeah, it's we urine all over the school. That's the age though to yeah. like really experiment yeah. with your bodily fluids and see what up. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are crazy. We can decide who is the biggest schmuck. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, the dealer me would uh, decide, but because, because I also participated, yeah, uh, let's just vote. Uh, um, who is I, the biggest schmuck in this? In this, uh, I think peeing in a easel, man. I think you take the cake on that one. Really? Yeah, do you? Mm-hmm. I think. I feel like ours are just natural consequences of poor choices, but yours is above and beyond. I don't know. The Nair thing sounds pretty <laughs> schmucky. I can yeah. smell it and it's still it. in the, okay, let me, let me add to it. Cause I think he might have a point. I just remember <laughs> after I was like burned, you know, I'm a chubby kid. I grew up chubby. You run hot. 
summertime. I don't care how smooth I am. I am burnt and any form of humidity on my body, any form of sunlight on my body physically hurt and then stung. I'm glad you didn't narrow your lip. That area right above your lip that's Mm -hmm. so tender. It's like right above the line of your cupid's bow. Mm -hmm. If you ever get a a bead of sweat there. Oh, owie. And it stings and burns. Picture that over your entire body. It's all sensitive. You did break yourself super hard. Then we had to hobble you home though. Oh, I got to be in a wheelchair at the zoo. So mine really wasn't that bad. I got to play with your crutches at the zoo on the ramps at the zoo. And it was really fun. Mine was just me being a show off dumbass. (laughs) Can I vote for myself? (laughs) Then you screw up. Well, (laughs) sure. I will tell you that the stakes of this game are insanely low. So <laughs> it doesn't really Just matter for yourself. You're I'm going to vote dick. for my, I'm going to vote it. for the Nair. Okay. That wasn't a dare. The non-dare Nair. Oh, so if we were in person, you would get the card. Uh, you could have inspired a dumb endeavor. Okay. And then the first person to get five of those card wins. That said, people tend to tell stories very long. I've actually never played the game to five, to, to, to five oh, because wow. it would just take a long time. But that's okay. That's you know, if like, you're drinking and you got a lot of time on your hands, that could be a really fun night. And most people honestly don't play games as they're intended. They just sort of like, <laughs> did you play Hungry Hungry Hippos as a kid? Yes, I did. It was did one you? of my favorite games ever. All I you played. do is just bash the, yes. the plastic handle. Or if you're Shannon, you tip the thing a little. Yeah. However, Hungry Hungry Hippos is actually an intricate game like chess, but no one plays it like that. I'm joking. No, you just hammer down and you hope for the best. That's like yeah. literally my life's motto at this point. Just hammer down and uh, hope for the best. I like it. All right. So since you won that round, why don't you pull a card from your oh, deck? Perfect. Oh, now Wonderful. I Okay. I have one. And if you hate the card, just pick a different one. Oh, I picked one and I'm very excited. She's ready to go. Oh my goodness. I like the option of being like me and putting it back though. That's, that's my MO in life. Me. I don't want this one. Okay. Name a moment when you felt fancy. Most glamorous wins. That's a good one. And before we go in, if if you played one of the blue sparks cards before. Mm -hmm. I put it away. Yeah. Just replace it. If you've already used that one, give yourself a new one. (laughs) Cool. So that it's always giving you new ones. Put one down, pull from the deck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a moment when you felt fancy and what's the thing that wins? Most, Most glamorous. glamorous. Oh, yes. This is one of the first ones we wrote, this card. It's a Ooh, good one. I, I like, like it. Oh, yeah. I think everyone wants to remember the, the good moments of luxury. I remember being a kid and eating. I think my parents took me to a French restaurant Ooh, on vacation. French. And um, I ate escargot. Oh. And I was like... <laughs> I thought I was so fancy and classy, and it was very exciting. Yeah. I ate, to me, an exotic food. Yeah. So that that is a moment where I very much felt fancy. Oh, did you like it? Follow-up question? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty adventurous with food. I have a bad memory with food. Like, I ne- if you went to dinner with me, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever had that. But I will eat anything. So I'm sure I liked it. I'll okay. eat anything. I like that. You're my favorite kind of people. People that will eat anything. I like that. Especially if it's a Dorito flavor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you crunch up those Doritos. You and my kid would <laughs> get You toss lot. chicken breast. Mm. Cut the chicken breast. And then sun chips have- or Doritos and I'm in. Oh. My mouth just watered. I don't have a card that goes well with this. Honestly, the fanciest I have felt in quite some time is now because I just bought my very first 
set of living room furniture that's brand new to she me. She got a chaz. I got a chaz She's lounge. got a chaz. And I like to sit on it and feel just a little bit fancy-pancy. I didn't buy a regular chair. I bought fancy chair. And all new living room furniture is pretty boss because I just turned fucking 40 and I feel like I should have hit that milestone long before now. Like yeah. I had never even bought a futon brand new. Ooh. Everything was hand-me-down to the living room till now. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. I feel like a really big grown-up. And it all matches and it feels nice. And I didn't have to like settle with a tone from someone's grandma's front room plastic furniture. You know, <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, but that's all I You got are fancy. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm going to send you a picture and you'll be like, that is kind of fucking fancy. What about you, Bon? What's your fancy pants? Uh, it's embarrassing, but also I feel fancy. I like it. Um, I have a beauty spark card. So I feel like I just won the Ooh. lottery on this. Because when that's I was thinking bonus. fancy, I was like, what's the fanciest one can feel? Elbow gloves, oh, jewels, shit. Jessica Rabbit, emerald green dress. Mm. I was on a reality dating show oh. where they did a second chance prom because apparently plus size girls didn't get one prom. I got four. I didn't know what they were talking about, but they gave us dresses. Oh. <laughs> and we all got to pull through these beautifully wrapped boxes and pull out gown after gown after gown. And the ones that were in my size got snatched up and I was left with a dress I didn't love, which was a Jessica Rabbit style. So I never nice. really picked it for myself. So I ended up with it. Producers were like, hey, you know, we got this much time, hair and makeup. And I was like, do my own hair and makeup. So I can cry in the bathroom over my dress. But when I came out, I felt the fanciest I've ever felt. I didn't have time for my hair. So I just like slicked it back and it looked very good with what I was wearing. But it was all crystals on oh the top part of the dress and then singed in real tight on the waist nice. and then was skin tight and had a slit that went all the way up to my hip. And then I had to go in a, in a Hummer limo. So right. hella fancy as one, does. as one does on a reality dating show, you can get in that Hummer limo. You try not to get sick. Cause pro tip, you guys, Hummer limos are awful to ride in. And we get to a fancy hotel and go into a fancy banquet room where we had fancy food mm. and danced to nondescript music that oh. they couldn't get sued for over and over while a fake band played for us. But it was very fancy. Jessica Rabbit for the first time in my life. And to me, she just oozed fancy. Also, she was married to a celebrity. <laughs> that is, so that is true. That, that is true. Very fancy. I also had crushes on cartoons growing up. So I was like, that's, that's totes normal. <laughs> Casper yeah. and I, we were meant to be. The, uh, I've found that many women had a lady boner for the Disney's Fox Robin Hood. Oh, yes. Oh, I, oh my God. That's yes. so true. And he's not just handsome, but he's very, he's there's something very confident. sexual about him. Oh, he yeah. Is. It's like oh. his chest. Like I'm attracted to him. So yeah, if I can floof. compare him, his real life likeness, ooh, I have goosebumps. Princess Bride. Oh, yes. With the Dread little pirate, the blonde mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. He is. The dad from The Crush? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my God. I love everything about this. Yes. But his character as the pirate is as sassy in human form as straight up Robin Hood Fox. Mm. That's I think. Right? Lady Boner yeah. for both of those. Yeah. Two I was like, though, it's yeah. because your brain connected to someone you already. Oh. Yep. So I personally think the fanciest was Bonnie's uh, Jessica too. Rabbit. Damn it. But I did like your escort. It's because I had too. the prompt card, that yeah. the spark of beauty. I was like, sure. oh, that I, was, go I was picturing what is fancy to me. I think you're uh, I think your Jessica Rabbit moment is first, but then Escargo is definitely second. I think Escargo is so cool. Oh. I vote Escargo. Okay. 
You still win again, damn it. <laughs> so you've got two. Indeed. Killing Ooh. the game. Oh my goodness. I love to play by the rules and win by the rules. I know. Can I ask a question this time though? Even sure, though you sure, won? Sure. Yeah. Okay, let's trade these. Very excited. Ooh, what is it? Okay. A moment when you were a dirty little perv. <laughs> Biggest uh, horn dog wins. <gasps> this might be my new favorite card, and I've read a bunch of these words. I feel like I can't tell any of these stories. I think you have to, though. I'm full-blown, like, pervert. My bad. <laughs> Speaking of boners, little perv, what do you got? <laughs> do you want to go first, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I have... I have lots of epic, but I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you my favorite. Okay. And I'll do my best to not to tell the long version of it, but there is a very long version <laughs> that I've done on stage at various storytelling shows. Ooh. I was so obsessed. I'm just determined to win this round, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, so as, as a young, healthy masturbator, I had this thing where like I wanted, I love this is how we're meeting for the first time. <laughs> I wanted. I couldn't decide. I was sort of an indecisive masturbator. And um, at the moment of like when it was like go time, um, I wanted to be like if I – if whatever magazine or something that I got my hands on, I just – I could – I don't know. Like I couldn't decide is it this photo or is it this thing or this thing from like a swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated, whatever it is. And so what I decided to do, I basically created this whole thing where – I collected all this like <laughs> porn. I couldn't really get my hands on porn. The closest I got was like Playboy. Um, but I got my hands on like Sears catalogs, like the lingerie section, the service merchandise lingerie section in that catalog, like whatever I could. Obviously Victoria's Secret, that kind of stuff, like a perv. Like I just like collected all this stuff in a Ziploc bag. And the idea was that one day my parents would like be gone for a couple of hours and I would sprawl it all out and the idea was like anywhere i anywhere i look would be like the best it's like a pinterest board for spanking it yes i invented pinterest your vision board of glory i love yeah i pictured it in like a three ring binder and you went straight up ziploc baggy that's actually my favorite part of this so far oh and so one night my parents um left to we are jewish and they went to like a temple um you know scavenger hunt with like the the you know the adults of temple like to have to do some like scavenger hunt so like i had like four hours to the house to myself oh and, my god oh. And what i haven't told you about this story is that i named this collection oh. and i don't know why i named it the following because there was no roof but i did name it without irony master dome master dome <gasps> Master Dome. So eventually I, I, I did it, but like I had put so much time and care into like carefully cutting out the images and collecting things that I kind of started a, a relationship with Master Dome itself. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. And that. so what I didn't plan was what do you do when you're done with Master Dome? Because I was like, do I throw it away? I was like, no, what if my mom goes through the trash and just comes across? This entire collection of like naked women, like it's, and it just seems like creepy and dirty and gross and bad. So I decided I had to dispose of the evidence. And, um, did you burn it? Well, I, it was winter in Michigan. So I went out into the backyard and I was like, I'll just torch it. I'll get some matches. But then what happened was Masterdome started like flaking and like shards of like nipples and like, (gasps) like, Air like we're flying through the air, and I was like, "Oh, this is not all burning; it's now flying around." It's porn so, confetti at this point. Porn confetti. Oh, so eventually, God. what I did was this is insane. I put on a ski mask, 
A, because it was cold, but B, because I didn't want to be seen, grabbed a shovel. Reasonable. Ran into my neighbor's backyard where there was woods, even though it's ice cold. Of course you And I dug, I buried the body. Oh my God. Plural. I love this. Why did you oh. ask him to go first, Shannon? You no, just you so win. Great. You one hundred percent. I have some perfect stories, I'm but crying. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! That's Temple, a short version. Poor Temple. This is why, like, in my this. adult brain, I don't want to. You know, I'm. I don't want to leave kids alone ever because they're going to burn the house down. Mm-hmm. Never in my mind did I picture like flaming titty confetti yeah. and and like. Yeah. That's how the backyard got torched. You you put on a ski mask. I love that part. You took a shovel how- and you yeah. buried it in the neighbor's backyard. And 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 so that I wouldn't get caught, so that the trail of footprints in the snow wouldn't get busted. I ran. Ser- <laughs> I ran. Is it serpentine? Yes, that's the phrase. Oh my God. I ran serpentine and just kept like trace, like screwing up the tracks. So you just look like a maniac. Uh, if anybody had seen you doing that, you know what a crazy person I you I wish like? I was I that yes. neighbor and Me I too. had this memory of... Ski mask, shovel, bag of naked women. Oh, okay. What state did you grow up in? A state of confusion. State um, of confusion. Good. Uh, no, I grew up in Michigan. So oh, Detroit. Michigan. Okay, I can picture a, a oh, Michigan, Michigan backforest winter. winter. Okay. When you burn paper like that, I could picture exactly what it's... Because I burned... Um, notes and things i never wanted people or photos that i didn't want people to find and that flakes off like yeah there's little snippets you don't want people to find especially if they have a nipple on it oh my my big thing was coloring the whole thing with sharpie oh letting the sharpie dry coloring the other direction in sharpie because you get like weird lanes and then cutting it into tiny little pieces wow and then putting all those pieces in uh like to go soda cup and putting water in it. Damn, Bonnie, you have um, some shit to hide. All right. This is Not this really. is for porn or for like diaries? Just just, for just anything in general. She wanted to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. anything I wanted That's to get rid of. Good advice. That is good advice. Actually, uh, my pervert story is not yes. as good as yours. Oh, I have a good one, but you have to go first. It, it's dirty for me in my mind because okay. I was in fourth grade. Okay. Neighbor gal lived with her dad. Came to visit her mom in the summertime. Bad influence. She was the chick that lived across the street from the twins you babysat. Oh God! Yeah. Yep. So okay, <laughs> that's how we describe people, right? I don't remember her name. Me neither. I feel like it was like Melanie or I Melody it was or, or something. Megan or whatever. She name. was a trouble girl, and her mom was never home, right. and her stepdad was never home, and we would go over to her house. And in Oregon, there was a public channel that you could get late oh, at yeah. night, and there was a lovely show called the Jim Spag show, which there was key phrases that he said all the time. And he basically was just like an old hippie guy with like a huge old bush and like barely a peener. But it was it was the first stranger I saw naked. And if you tune into that show, this is so weird. And that girl was like, yeah, he's crazy. I only see the show when I like come to my mom's in the summertime. Like, let me show you. All of us kids knew about it. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing that everyone in like the early 90s, like, knew about and he had a phrase that he said all the time with the words that bounced around with effects on it around him and sometimes his nudie guests jumping g horsey farts and as an adult i said jumping g horsey farts (laughs) in a grocery store to someone ha ha jumping g horsey farts and somebody my age turned around and went oh you know 
And I went, Ugh, and I ran away <laughs> because that first of all, they watched that, that nudist so, show. exactly. We all oh. watch this weird nudist show. So it gets weirder after like the fifth night or whatever of going and hanging out with this, you know, bad neighbor girl. Uh, and I was like a girl scout. I was like a nice girl. So all of this was like fucking shocking to my system. <laughs> I go over there and she's like, my mom's gone. And guess what I found in her nightstand? And it was not one dildo. It was like five or six dildos. <laughs> there were bendy ones. There were hard ones. There were crazy giant ones. There was a ribbed one. And it was the first time I'd ever seen dildos. And I was like, this is insane. Why, who could fit this in them? This is insane. And so she said, I bet I could. And she took one into the bathroom and Whoa. tried to, her mom, her mom's dildo. Like was, she probably didn't clean it in between. I was in fourth grade. She was in fifth grade, maybe. So like that area is not prepped for that. I'm sorry. But she was now looking back. Maybe she just wasn't like a naughty friend. She was like, maybe she had some personal shit going on when she was at dad's house full time. Who knows? Maybe I was supposed to be there to be like her angel on her shoulder. Instead, I was like, jumping G horsey farts. But no, I've never mentioned it to this moment. And then I went home and then she went home when school started and then I just never saw her again. Cause we moved Oh my and god, it's terrifying. That was like my first experience with like any pornography was watching an old, Oh yeah. Skinny, loose skinned, hairy hippie man named Jim Spag and his chubby female guests with big swinging boobies. Oh, it was a crazy and then, show. And then the development of seeing multiple kinds of crazy dildos. Wow. Yeah. But she came out of the bathroom and I was just like, cool. Uh, do you have any Capri Suns? And can we be children again? Can we go outside and can make a daisy chain? To being can children? I have some juice? And also, can we go outside and like skip it? <laughs> I just need to get this. There is something off. weirdly sexual also about, you know, putting the straw on the Capri Sun. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It just carried on over. Trying to find that hole. Have at it until it goes in. This is now porn podcast, everyone. You're welcome. Yeah. Like <laughs> you are that. And by that, we mean a dirty fucking pervert. <laughs> Dirty, dirty pervert. Okay, so mine is simpler and brutal and awful. Oh. And, oh, yeah. I made a best friend pack with, in hindsight, was kind of manipulative and kind of a mean girl. Mm -hmm. And we made a pack to each other that we would be best friends forever. And to test our friendship, we each had to write a very dirty letter to our crush in the vein of uh like the articles that we had stolen her dad's playboy and like read some of the articles where it was very lustful and lots of explanation of what you're going to do to things and we had to write a letter to our crush in that form mm -hmm. and then we traded letters and we would never show anybody but that was the test of our friendship and i'm an idiot and a very good writer so <laughs> i wrote the steamiest inappropriate porn for my crush and that bitch put it in his fucking mailbox <gasps> so oh so dirty yeah so i i was probably like oof i think i was eighth grade or a freshman and he was like a year ahead of us and lived very close proximity that was my first mistake the shitty thing is i ran into him with a group of his friends as adults when i was 25 <sighs> and the very first thing he said was hey i still got that letter you wrote me <laughs> Oh, he, he didn't bury it in his neighbor's no, yard. Not even, <laughs> and it had nipples in it and everything. And he didn't bury that at all. Oh. No, it was very funny, but it's hilarious that he must have thought it was a prank because he never 
responded to it or I was that creepy pervert girl in high school. So I don't really know what anybody ever thought of it. I just know that I was mortified that it actually got put in that mailbox. Hmm. Yeah. As uh, you should man. be. But I was a good friend and I never gave hers to her crush. It also wasn't written very well. So it would have embarrassed her more for the grammar than for <laughs> the content. So yeah. <laughs> Your masterdom wins. I know, dude. I'm, masterdom takes it. <laughs> I just dredged up a weird memory I probably buried. Um, <laughs> But like you physically buried yours. Yeah. You physically <laughs> in a ski mask. Like I want to draw I'm, everything you say. Mm-hmm. I want to illustrate. I pictured Dave. it like a little cartoon. Yeah. yeah. I really was. And this is not a joke, although it is a good pun. I really felt spent after <laughs> making Master Dome, not from masturbating. It stopped being sexual like very early on in the process and it became about Obsession. like obsessiveness yeah. which I do have and it became about like determination and it just became about like this was a project it yeah. just happened to involve jerking off but like <laughs> it was it was really just this singular project that I I had to do and I had to get right and there's a creepiness to that that makes me very uncomfortable um because it's sort of like cold hmm. it's sort of like divorced from the whatever romance or sense yeah. I don't know I have a follow up question Oh, if if you don't mind, <laughs> just going back in time for me. So your parents were at Temple for about four hours. This I've been falling so. asleep oh, no. to forensic files. So oh, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's let's hash this out. How much of that four hours was actual pleasuring of yourself, which was the plan Great for question. the Master Dome, and then what percentage of that was? the bearing of the evidence. And then third follow-up, why didn't you consider just bagging it all back up and like hiding it somewhere? For when you're a grown-up? No, for like Mm. the next time you want a master dome. Like master, you didn't didn't masturbate once and then decide to become an adult. I think I did save like my five favorites. Let's say there was like 80, let's say there was like 50 objects in there or something. 50? That's awesome. 50 pages or something. So I did save a few, but like even that I was terrified and I probably threw it away like, you know, dirty shame feelings. I probably got rid of those eventually. So cute. But yeah, but uh, what was your your other question? Uh, How much of the four hours was pleasure and how much of it was coming up with this crazy espionage themed plan of I'm I'm picture. I'm going to illustrate it. it. I have to do this. I have to. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I'm going to send it to you. Hopefully you frame it. My friends will love it. My friends know, my girlfriend knows Master Dome. Everyone, actually, I, I had a friend the dome. make for my 40th birthday a couple of years ago. He made, he made me Master Dome. He made like, sent me this thing. And he was like, I just thought I had to make, and his wife was, <laughs> his wife was like, what are you making? What are you doing? This is creepy. Yeah, yeah he looks are, like a strange. I'm making a present for Dave. <laughs> That's what I was picturing when you were talking about it and you called it Master Dome. I was picturing I just saw um, at the craft store these like terrarium plant holder things. And I was picturing someone taking the glass dome off the little terrarium top and then decoupaging porn. porn. Not even porn. Yeah. porn. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, those magazines that came out forever ago that were like all the products you didn't know you needed in your house finger hut type things. I was picturing like a finger hut catalog with like a square taken out of it because it was a Christmas lingerie set. Terrifying for your wife. Only four payments of $9.99. Physical dome on a stand. I was like, that's amazing. So your friend made you a master dome. 
Yeah, and then I felt bad to get rid of it, but <laughs> did you go fucking bury it? I was like, "This is weird." I actually, I just found it in my closet at the beginning of pandemic, and uh, I was like, "I'm finally throwing this away." You did the spring oh. cleaning purge of pandemic, only it was like, yeah, and I was like, haunting memory. He made it like a jokey master. Like he put like I think Do- Donald then just celebrity Donald Trump oh. was like in there. And oh, so when God. I went and when I looked at what he made, I was like, well, this is ridiculous. Oh. Anyway, uh, to answer your question, if, if it was indeed four hours, let's say the last hour was me just like having time to just stress and like I've done it. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to say, let's say the whole thing was like two and a half to three hours. I think 30 to 40 minutes of no, it was probably like 30 minutes of setup, which was involved the sort of like feng shui of like, you know, this one goes here and this one. Nope. I like, cause it, I laid it out. Like I was in the center of a collage. Yeah. Like the and there's gotta be a flow court. to that. Right. And so it's like, no, that one shouldn't go there. And then it also became like, which room to do this in the house? Like things I hadn't planned. Yeah. Um, and then the dog is looking at me. So, <laughs> so then I would say that was 30 minutes. So I think, and then the, Act itself was probably, you know, very short, it, you know, and it, and that felt really terrible. Like, I think I probably had the, the, the desire to like elongate the time because like I put so much love into this. It really was love. Um, but I think the vast majority was the cleanup. The vast majority was, yeah. How do you hide this? Holy I, shit. What have I done? I wouldn't even call it love. At that point, you call it a passion project. Oh, my <laughs> passion project! Yes, that's a good term. And and months later, when the snow thawed, oh no! I was thinking, is it still out there? Were you going to retrieve it, or were you worried someone would find it? Both. <laughs> He's just throwing question marks on a foggy window, looking at us. And I, I just kept, you know, I felt like, you know, like I'm in one of those like Jennifer Love Hewitt horror films where I'm like, I know, I know what you thi- did last snowstorm. Yeah, like I know that this thing happened months ago, and I've never spoken oh. or told anyone about it. But it's buried in the woods and someone could find it and or the worms ate it or whatever. Like how I only could have probably God forbid uh, they, like go to dig up potatoes or something, you know, <laughs> and they find that secret garden. Wow. Oh. I mean, so I went into the this woods, which wasn't a huge patch of woods, but I went back and I never found evidence. Good. It probably decomposed, which is great. I don't think so. It was in a plastic bag. Oh, you wait. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> you, but you, you tried to light it on fire. I'm okay. time capsule oh. I love everything about that. I might have tried to pour like Coca-Cola or something on it so that it like would have things to decompose Oh, it, then yeah, 100% it's gone. Well, Coca-Cola right. will on anything. Tea, it, man. it might be. The, the point is, we should all know that somewhere when we're walking around you just might stumble upon Masterdome is out there. It's out there waiting for us to discover it. Master Everyone Dome has their own. Is Master yours Masterdome? Might if you go to Michigan at some point this year. If you're listening in Michigan, I don't know if you have listeners there, but like they <laughs> might stumble do, upon it. We have two, two that I know of. <laughs> okay, those two people. What are their names? I don't want to say. <laughs> All right. Karen and Tish, whatever you are, who, it doesn't mean that it's in the same place. I think Masterdome have a, had a life of its own. I think it might have walked away. I think it might be hitchhiking across America. Who knows? But you might come across it. And listen, you can try to bury Masterdome, but it's always with you. 
Yeah, it's exactly. Part of you, Dave. That's that's how passion projects work. Yeah, I uh, think this is a perfect place to put a pin in this and go to <laughs> this or that. Only because this ended on a perfect note. Oh, we all had a that's turn. That's too good. That's yeah. too beautiful. We can't top that actually at this point. But I voted for Master Dome and so did you. Oh, yes. yeah. No, you won okay. before we <laughs> had a chance. Oh, yeah. To... You won straight out the gate there. So I think you guys actually are uh, <sighs> are tied for firsties. That's pretty great. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm, I'm honored to share <laughs> a stage with Dave. Aww. You have no idea. This is... This is so fucking fun. Be- this game is beautiful. so fucking fun. This is a masterpiece, man. A guys- masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. And 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 I should I want your listeners to know if they enjoy this, uh, you can also play technically on Zoom. Yeah. We posted a PDF for free at getmortify.com slash game where oh, people cool. can just download a PDF of like how to play on like a modified set of instructions to play on Zoom or FaceTime. Obviously, you can make up your own rules anyway. It doesn't matter. Do you want to play a little short round of rapid fire this or that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So this or that's pretty cut and drag. You just choose. Choose your One choice. or the other. Real quick. All right, Dave. Thinking back to childhood. Hot lunch or sack lunch? Sack lunch. Nice. Chocolate or gummies? Gummies. Sadie Hawkins dance or prom? Sadie Hawkins. Hmm. East Coast or West Coast? What was your hmm about? Hmm. Um, (laughs) I have thoughts. I'll just... Okay. uh, Sorry. East Coast (laughs) or West Coast? Yeah. I guess West Coast. I guess. If I had to choose. He's like the Gulf. (laughs) The Gulf. (laughs) I was was thinking about it in terms of childhood, but I guess we're not in childhood land anymore. So yes. Any way you think of it. Yeah. Yeah, West Co- I live on the West Coast. Yeah, I like the West Coast. Field trip or senior skip day? Mm. Field trip. Field skip. <laughs> skip the field trip. <laughs> field trip. Field trips are fun. Podcast or audiobook? To listen to, not to make. Podcast. <laughs> that wasn't a trick question. I was being serious. Oh, and my hmm was Sadie Hawkins. Hmm, he'd prefer the girls. Yeah, ask. that's exactly that. Yeah, that was cute. That's fun. Prom was fun, but I went to that once, and I went to Sadie Hawkins twice. Mm-hmm. And um, the real reason I'm saying that is is sad, is because I was my the person who asked me passed away. Oh, and, uh, and it made me, you know, Aaron she felt a wonderful, lovely person, and her sister lives in Portland near you guys. Oh, and yay! Got, uh, just had a baby, so there you go. Happy news from sad news. Oh, I love that though. See, memories are so cool and And weird and yeah, you just, you just took three different turns on that memory that gave you all different, uh, like a cyclone of emotion. We were on the ride with you. Thank you for that. (laughs) Well, now we're going to move on to the part of the podcast where we get to compliment you bathe in it. Yeah. Just bask in the good stuff. Yeah. All right. Nice. This feels nice. All right. Ah, You'll see. Offer my self-esteem. Yeah. All right. Get ready to puff up. I'm going to go first. I appreciate everything that you have made. This game, this podcast, your talent, your creativeness. But also, I love that even the first time we talked on the phone about doing this podcast, you have a very authentic and unique charm about you, which is like, you're just as awkward as... You sound on the podcast, and I mean that in the most loving way possible. Because <laughs> That's a compliment. No, it is. It's delightful and endearing, and you own it, and you're just like, 
I'm this guy and this is great. And I think you're a really cool human. I thought you were cool before having you on the podcast. And now I'm like kind of obsessed with all the things that you make. I think you're an awesome person. You're really fun to talk to. I like how you're really forthcoming with all the crazy embarrassment and you just wear it like badge. And I fucking love that so much. Uh, and thank you. you're funny as hell. This is great. I love everything about this. Thank you so much. Well, Dave, this is my first experience with you. I didn't get to have the phone calls. I didn't get, Shannon just set it up and yep. set it up for glory. I love that you are just very approachable. Mm -hmm. You kind of come at it in a way that uh, I wouldn't call it like self-deprecating or like sardonic. It's, it's more real than that. Like your sense <laughs> of humor is very keeping it real. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I feel like we could ask you anything. You'd be like, let me tell you about that, which makes us want to tell you all kinds of, listen. You made me think of dildo stories that I have deeply, <laughs> deeply buried in my subconscious and haven't thought about since like 1992. Is that so. your version of you had me at hello? You made me think of dildo stories. <laughs> <laughs> you made me think of all those dildos and all the shapes of the dildos. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I just like your banter. You have a velvety soft voice and I want you to narrate everything in my Agreed. life I'm like if i had that whole um right everything what's that will ferrell movie Inter where he hears stuff? the novelist oh, oh right doom yeah we just watched it the other day i'm so bad at remembering names i never saw that movie but it looked delight it looked like a truman show thing yes it's sort of like that but also it's will ferrell just which is doing better. his eyebrows and you're like oh it's crazy but i want you to narrate my day your style of narration would you wouldn't sugarcoat anything I like i'm picturing <laughs> yeah. it and it's making me laugh right? cry a little bit right? that would be pretty fucking there's just something about you and this is probably why you're so good at what you do and so good at getting people on your team and people that show up on your podcast. You just have people lining up and raising their hands to say, mm -hmm. pick me to tell this awful story. I won't even tell my family. Like they want to publicly <laughs> out themselves because you feel like a safe space. It's true. You share, we shared, it felt very open and it felt super bonding. Yeah. And you're just, you're good at that. But I think you were born with it and you didn't bury it in your neighbor's yard. You kept it <laughs> close to your heart. <laughs> I will never unhear that. I will never no, unsee it. I literally, I'm going to illustrate it. I can't not see it. Yeah. You're a storyteller. You just have a brilliant mind. And I, I love that you opened up for us today to show the people a little bit about you. And if they haven't been turned on to mortified yet, oh, everything yeah. about it is amazing. It gives me goosebumps. It's the thing that I turn on when I'm cooking, when I'm doing my makeup, getting ready to go out. There's nothing better than driving to something you kind of don't want to go to. Oh, good and point. putting on mortified because you're like, well, I got it worse. Let's see what happens, you know? And it, it feels, it feels like you just left your friends in the car. That is the best compliment. It's so true. So it's, it's having friends around. Everyone yeah. gets it. The name of the game that we were playing that is now on Amazon or wherever else, Powell's Books, is uh, I Can't Believe I Did That from the makers of Mortified. Yes. But um, we got some nice email and some critical email last week from fans. <laughs> we got this email that was somebody saying, um, I really love the podcast because I haven't heard a live audience in a long time. And it's just so nice to hear oh. the sound of a collective of 
strangers laughing in, in harmony. And I was like, wow, yes. That's so true. <laughs> and then like an hour later, we got an email or something from somebody who was like, I listened to the latest episode where you guys, the staff of the show plays the I can't believe I did that game together. Um, and I really like your show, but I really didn't enjoy listening to that because you sound like a bunch of bratty teenagers who use the word like a lot. Oh, we use the word like so hard. (laughs) And I was like, really? You took your time to like write us that? Like you went to the website, (laughs) like this bothered you this much. Wow. And I was like, yeah, we're talking about teenage Of course it sounds like bratty teenagers. I'm... I'm fine with that. Wait, what, what other episodes did they listen to where they got the idea that all the other episodes weren't bratty teenager stories? That's I mean, I guess they're people the reading format. diaries from the, I don't know. It was just very fun. I think this was somebody who's an English teacher. Yeah, the format was a little different. You can choose not to listen to it. That's the fun <laughs> thing about podcasts is right. <laughs> you can tune in. You can scrub through an episode to see yeah. if it's more to your liking, you know, so many minutes in. There's so many options. Also, the world is full of podcasts right now. So thanks what? for listening. Thanks for trying us out. However, yeah. you have the right to choose your choice. And I will just say right now, pandemic, people are trapped. People are homeschooling their, oh, their yeah. children. People are hating homeschooling their children. People are hating their children. No, <laughs> I was feeling so, the whole thing. Yeah, Listen, yeah. she could have just been like, instead of wringing Billy's little neck over here, I'm going to just channel my inner Karen. I'm going to let them know not to my liking. <laughs> and then she felt like she was in control of her life for the first time in months. <laughs> During pandemic, we've been making some pandemic-esque episodes and one was called get me out of here which is stories of kids who are feel trapped mm-hmm. oh we've been listening <laughs> they are good but we yeah there was one get me out of here and the other was um uh, i need a pep talk <laughs> Yeah. Which was stories of, of teenagers who, who give themselves their own pep talks. Cause I feel like we all need one right now. That was a good We need, episode. we need a little bit of a hug. So yeah. because of that, I, I'm, I'm partially mentioning that because, um, it meant a lot to, I know it's part of your format of your show. So you are going to say something nice to me, but, um, it is not deaf ears. It is really meaningful to hear that. And, um, it is not always easy to live in the pandemic and, um, or to make. You know, I have this weird career where I read people's diaries. And while that sounds fun, it is really stressful and challenging a lot of the times. And I've been doing it for 17 years and I've wanted to give up from so many of those. (laughs) And comments like yours just make me feel better. So that that is my payment. We only interview people that we truly admire and want to talk to and the compliments are genuine and we already yeah. thought you were pretty awesome but now it's like solidified in stone we just confirmed our beliefs that you're a pretty great person oh thank you yeah and the talent that goes into making that show is obvious because it is a very well-crafted show so. and it's it's like a, a perfect portion yes. let's say we're the only podcast you listen to listeners let's say you're that you only you learned it because like you're related to us and we taught you what a podcast is great good for you now if you only listen to one other podcast make it make it mortified podcast it's digestible increments it's like short stories you could listen to one story and then pause it and go do your thing and then come back and finish it out and it 
feels good. Feels like you're hanging out with friends. It Your really whole staff, does. when you give That's shout outs true. to everyone, I'm like, oh, they did a great job. Like, oh, they, you know, I want mm-hmm. a team. Right. I want to, I want interns. Like, what, let's hit that point. Let's get us some interns. I mean, squad goals right there. It just feels like it's a family affair yeah. and it is so good. And you do such a great job. And please don't ever give up because we will hound you. Yeah. We need for you. more stories. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Oh, I'm super excited. And I'm all caught up and I'm that like bated breath. Listening. Do you, you actually have listened to most of the episodes? All of them. Yes. I listen to all of them. I listen to a couple of them multiple times. Oh. Yeah. They're just really I funny. go back to certain ones because I like them the most. Readers from my show, let me rephrase uh-huh. that. Yeah. The, the participants, yes, the other presenters and diary readers and song singers. I went back and re-listened to their episodes, having met them in person. And I was like, nah, it still holds. It's still great. Yeah. I love it so much. I like it more knowing that person so yeah it's great we love every single one yes tell everyone where they can find you um to listen to the podcast to follow you on social media where are you guys super active give us all the apps uh i am stalkable personally at dave nadelberg n-a-d-e-l-b-e-r-g on twitter which i never use because it's just a noise machine but instagram (laughs) instagram which i do use but mortified mortified show uh, on twitter we are at mortified everywhere else we are at mortified show on instagram and facebook but yeah and so you can find out about and then you can go to getmortified.com slash game getmortified.com slash game to find out about i can't believe i did that you can also find that on amazon and I think it's in Barnes and Noble. It's at Powell's Books. And we need people to review the game. So if you enjoyed this, please, uh, if you're listening and you bought a a copy, just review it on Amazon. That's a super fun and helpful thing. I think we have one review. (laughs) It it just came out. It just came out. We'll help you out. We will put in our reviews. And also, Dave is just a generous dope soul has sent us a copy of I Can't Believe I Did That Game to give away to one of our listeners. Yes. What? what? We have one. We charged y'all. it to your account, Dave. Yeah. Perfect. Don't worry uh, about it. <laughs> but we are going to run an Instagram giveaway because that's mm-hmm. my favorite kind of giveaway. It'll be a good tag, comment, follow type situation. And then we will randomly draw using a sweet internet generator mm-hmm. and uh, we'll pull a winner. So and we'll keep send your eyes you a peeled. game. Yeah. You get and your very own. You can play with yes. us. Be great let's all play together and if you are playing post it and tag at mortified show so yes, that we please. can we can share it with other people yeah i love i love videos when people like post a video of like them answering a question Ooh. Ooh. maybe we could figure out how to do a, a zoom game where we zoom all do it together game. yeah i wanted to do out. a trivia with all of our gal pals yeah. instead maybe we we yes. do it i can't believe i did that this is the new book club oh, oh it is this is the new book club boom I'm into like that. that. Me too. I'm I into like that. This. Oh. Somehow we're going to turn it into a drunk naked game at some point as It'll well. Happen. And I'm just giving you a disclaimer. Dave. It might already be. <laughs> you don't You don't know if I'm drunk or naked right now. You know Think what? about it. We did True say that. pants optional in the email. So, <laughs> I mean, whatever you want to do. Fly your flag. It's fine. Oh, my oh. God. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking time out. Thanks for having me. So appreciate you. This I appreciate it. Oh. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> Hey, Shannon, how grateful are you that people tuned in? Oh, hella. I'm very excited by it as well. What should they be doing if they want to support the podcast with money? They should go to patreon.com forward slash you are that and donate even a buck. 
I like that. Yeah, if they don't can. have monies or they don't want to spend monies, yes. what's a free way they can support the podcast? Virtual high fives via five stars. Review, rate, subscribe. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. All the platforms you can. Yeah. If you want to follow along on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, what's our handle? It is no. You are that. And you don't forget the no, because otherwise I don't know where it takes you. I don't know. Me neither. Facebook, do we have it? We do. We have a regular page, which is like a, hey, how you doing? Here's our guest. And then we also have the Yacht Clubhouse, which is our You Are That Facebook group with cool people. I heard there's clothes. There is. There's merch. Yeah. Of all the kinds, mm -hmm. like for drinking coffee with your cute little pillow and maybe a blanket and a kick-ass shirt. And that's youarethatmerch.com wonderful yeah i thank you for answering those questions i thank you for asking me those questions thank you thank you thank you no thank you bye bye cat named easter he says will you ever learn you're just an empty cage girl if you kill Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.